Flashback Fridays on 630 Chad, 1967. Now it's good flashback Friday morning to you. All of those songs from 1967. That's the year that we're taking a look back at until eight o'clock this morning. So send your texts in Chad Nation 7804960063. What did life look like for you back in 1967? And remember, you can go to our website too, 630Ched.com. Take our flashback Friday quiz. You could win yourself a $100 Visa gift card. And speaking of the music that we just played, uh, Deb from Westlock makes a good point on the text line. She says, well, first of all, for her in 1967, she was two years old. She said she was living in West Germany. She says, I don't remember much, but I stayed there for another three years and then moved back to Saskatchewan. She says, life was good as far as I know. As for the music of the era, it was incredible. I don't think today's music will have the same longevity. So she makes a good point. I mean, those songs are, those songs are classics. I love those intros. Did you recognize uh, every Kilburn one of them? And Morley's did you, sorry, did you recognize, <laughs> I do recognize all those some songs? Of them. All of them or so, just some yeah, of them? Yeah, because um, I think I think all of them. I mean, okay. if I had to rename exactly what we just heard, I don't know that I could do that off the okay. top of my head. But oh, okay. because those were like the oldies that my parents were listening to when I was growing up. So Pretty I feel like musical. I've gotten a good exposure. Pretty good yeah. music, wasn't it? Yeah. So Incredible many of them were timeless, music. too. They all sound like they sound yeah, as good today as they did back then. That's, I think, Deb's point is that it's just, it's got that longevity, which I, I would agree with. I don't know that, certainly not all the music that's being made right now is something we're <laughs> going to be listening to. That is true. Six years from that now. That is true. <laughs> there were some great bands in Edmonton, too, back in the 60s. Uh, I mean, there's some really good local music being made. Uh, Willie and the Walkers, they, they, I mean, these names won't mean much to you, too, I'm sure, but <laughs> Willie and the Walkers were great. If you look them up on YouTube, you'll find them. Uh, Southbound Freeway, of course, Barry Allen, single singer, right? He was fantastic, just passed away not that long ago. There was some really good local music to go along with the great stuff we were getting out of the U.K. and out of the U.S. The Monkees, I'm a believer, that was the first one in that little uh, bed that uh, Sarah just played. So, yeah, it was great. It's interesting to think about pop culture at that point, too, and, like, the rise of the the celebrity. I mean, I think that the people that were making music and those artists were worshipped in, in such a unique way oh, back yeah. then. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. You played a, a little while ago, I heard, I think, about half an hour. No, it was in the last half hour. You played some, some theme music and some dialogue from some TV shows and from some movies. I noticed that uh, there was Green Acres in there and Hogan's Heroes. Do you remember any of those shows? I, I don't remember. I didn't. Uh, I didn't recognize. I think a single clip of what we played from what was on TV. Or from there was another. Not even Batman. Batman, right? No. 
Right. Yeah, you didn't watch Batman when you were a kid. I um, I don't I don't remember watching those shows in first run. I remember watching them, you know, in that uh, three till five block after school all the time when you got home and you're by yourself. And yeah, you okay. Watch you want to watch, right? So well, I, I got to watch them first Batman. Run. I got and, to and watch them first shows. run. Sorry, <laughs> I got to watch them first <laughs> run. So there you go. Another yeah, one Randy, was... you were a teenager in 1967, going to high school here in Edmonton. I was uh, not alone. There were a lot of there are a lot of texters uh, that were kind of of that or kind of of that same era. Right. Uh, this person says in 1967, ah, the memories. I was 15 years old, so same as you, Randy. Yeah. yeah. Um, this person says I was going to Richie Junior High. Janis Joplin was one of the best. Oh. Uh, they say gangs formed, and no one would challenge you if you were from Richie. Uh, it was the first of the muscle cars too. You know what? She's absolutely right because I lived in Kenilworth, which was uh, east of Ritchie and a little bit uh, north of there. And we were we were deathly afraid of kids that came from Ritchie. They were tough kids. Hmm. Kenilworth really? kids, yeah, they were pretty wimpy. Pretty wimpy. <laughs> <laughs> Every wow. school has its has its rival school and its beef with another one. Uh, this texture says, in 1967, I walked uphill both ways to school. Of course you did. Um, <laughs> they say the rat hole terrified new drivers, as did the high-level yeah. bridge. Randy, what, remind us what the rat hole was. <laughs> it was on 109th Street. Uh, it would have been about 104th Avenue in that area over by McEwen. Right around now. McEwen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. You you don't remember the rat hole, Chelsea? You, you probably, it hasn't been gone that long. Not I that long no 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 well i've lived i've lived here for about 12 years so i ha was it there have to uh, maybe I have to google just that. before that maybe it was just before you got here then but yeah it hadn't it had, it wasn't taken down very long ago i mean every day on the radio you heard a story when when we went to traffic about a truck stuck in the rat hole because it was a lot smaller than you thought and so many trucks would drive into it and they just get wedged inside it i had my so learner's it was a tunnel, permit like an overpass yeah well it was an underpass yeah, it was a tunnel basically yeah, yeah. there's train tracks wasn't there over top i think the right? cn rail tracks went yeah. over top of it that's right i had my learner's oh. permit back then when i was 15 of course in 67 and and then when I took lessons at the Alberta Motor Association over on Kingsway and 109th Street, first thing the, the instructor made you do was go through the rat hole. It was terrifying. <laughs> terrifying. Because it was so narrow. It was such a narrow entrance. You really did. You thought you were going to run into the person coming toward you, either direction, north or south. It was awful. Two skinny lanes. God. Very. Yep, it was tough. Yeah, it really, really was. Yep. And coming it out of it was horrifying. tough, too, on a sunny day because you'd always, as soon as you come out of the darkness for that while, you have the sun in your eyes and you wouldn't know what was going on. But for was you know what else was fun in the rat hole is honking your horn. When I got my license uh, first time, by the way, first try, 16, uh, you'd honk your horn as you were coming out of or driving through the rat hole because it made a wonderful noise. And it was anybody walking through there, you know, probably drove them crazy. That was the whole point. <laughs> oh, and I'm sure you'd rev your motorcycle engine in there, too. Like, that echo is just... Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Something everyone was probably chasing. Sure. Uh, okay, well, if your memories were of Edmonton, of things like the rat hole, or other memories of just the city at that time, whatever life looked like for you, send us a text, 780-496-0063. Flashback Friday, we're taking a deep dive into 1967. Randy joining us now to share his perspective, because uh, he was 15 in 1967. But I know, Randy, you've been working really hard on putting together some a montage of what the news headlines were in this that year. Was and it was a huge, huge year. I bet this was fun. There was it a was. lot to dive yeah. into. Here we go. Flashback Fridays on 630 Chat, 1967. What a year it was for our country, 1967. It turned 100. And with that came the largest World's Fair with then Governor General Roland Michener doing the honors. I have the honor, in the name of all Canadians, to inaugurate officially the 1967 
Universal and International Exhibition. Expo 67 opened to visitors on April 28, 1967 in Montreal, closed six months later. Scott McKenzie sang this anthem in 1967. In February of that year, the human bee-in took place in Golden State Park in Frisco. That set the stage for the summer of love. Uh, Elvis Presley was in love. He married Priscilla in 1967. The first live international satellite television production called Our World was aired that year. It featured the Beatles performing All You Need Is Love to an audience of more than 400 million people around the world. Tragically, two months after that, Beatles manager Brian Epstein was found dead in his locked bedroom. Not only was 1967 the year of peace and love, it was also a year of demonstrations and marches against the Vietnam War. In early June 1967, the Six-Day War started in the Middle East with Israel launching an attack on Egyptian Air Force airfields. In late July of 1967, during an official state visit to Canada, French President Charles de Gaulle said this to a crowd of more than 100,000 people in Montreal. The Gulls' words of roughly translated, long live a free Quebec, sure delighted a lot of Quebecers, but really PO'd the federal government and uh, much of the rest of Canada. In South Africa in late 1967, Dr. Christian Barnard performed the world's first heart transplant. The Boeing 737 made its maiden flight in 1967. Oh, hey, have you ever ridden on this? Yo, ho, yo, ho, a pirate's life for me. Pirates of the Caribbean opened at Disneyland in 1967. In our city, the Centennial Library officially opened on May 27th of that year. You now know it as the downtown Stanley A. Milner Library. Vince Dancer was Edmonton's mayor way back then. Provincial Museum and Archives of Alberta opened in 1967 as well. Our premier was Ernie Manning. Canada's prime minister for our centennial year was Lester Pearson. Some names you'll know of people who were born in 1967. Former Oilers goaltender Curtis Joseph, track star Donovan Bailey, actress Pamela Anderson, and Oilers TV host Gene Principe. Looking back at 1967 on Flashback Friday here on 6.30 Chad Mornings, I'm Randy Kilburn. So many headlines to get into from 1967. There was a lot going on. Uh, someone on the text line pointing out that there were even Vietnam War protests here in Edmonton. And now I think we've gotten completely off track just only talking about the rat hole on the text line. <laughs> you can confirm it was removed in 2000. <laughs> That's a lot. I didn't think it was that long ago. But, me either. Uh, man, no, time me flies. Either. Time yeah, flies. Sure April, of 20, uh, May, April of 2000, yeah. Yeah, someone says 1928 to 2000, but yep. for some reason, when we're looking at 1967, that's what <laughs> that's what everybody seems <laughs> to be remembering. Keep your texts coming in, and then, of course, head to our website, too, 630ched.com, and take our Flashback Friday quiz. If you are pretty good at remembering what was going on in that year, you could win yourself a $100 Visa gift card. Okay, Morley, what about sports? What else was going on in the world of sports? Well, May 2nd, 1967, the Toronto Maple Leafs beat the Montreal Canadiens 3-1 to win the Stanley Cup in six games.
The captain, George Armstrong, was given the Stanley Cup postgame in the 54 years since. None of the nine Leaf captains have touched it. The Leafs were an old bunch that year, lost several players to retirement and the expansion draft, and won just five playoff games over the next eight years. Terry Sawchuk was the star of the final series. He was claimed in it by the L.A. Kings in the expansion draft a few weeks after the final was played. The NHL went from six teams to 12 teams in the 67-68 season, adding the Kings, the Philadelphia Flyers, St. Louis Blues, Minnesota North Stars, Pittsburgh Penguins, and the California Seals, who soon became the Oakland Seals, then the Bay Area Seals, then the California Golden Seals, then... The Cleveland Barons, who merged with the Minnesota North Stars, who eventually moved to Dallas. The Seals didn't give us much to look at in their time. Only two playoff appearances in nine years, but man, those white skates were awesome. In 1967, well, that was the year of expansion in all of sports. The NHL added six teams. The New Orleans Saints joined the NFL. The NBA granted a team to San Diego. The Rockets later moved to Houston. And every team in the ABA was an expansion team in the first year. Game one, the Oakland O against the Anaheim Amigos. The ABA merged with the NBA several years later. Muhammad Ali was in the news in 1967. The U.S. Draft Board refused his exemption request in January. In April, he refused his induction into the Army and was stripped of his titles and his boxing license. In May, he was indicted and charged. In June, he went to trial and was convicted. The Supreme Court overturned that conviction in 1971. Top performers from 1967. Stan Makita of the Blackhawks won both the Hart Trophy and the Art Ross. Carl Yastrzemski won baseball's Triple Crown. A 326 batting average, 44 home runs, and 121 RBIs. Miguel Cabrera in 2012, the only player to do that since. Uh, Jack beat Arnold by four at the U.S. Open. And uh, Ferdinand Luis Elcindor Jr. won the NCAA Basketball Tournament MVP as UCLA won. He would later become Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and win a few more things before he was done. And taken first overall in the NFL draft, Bubba Smith. He played nine years with three teams, made it to two Super Bowls, but today likely more known for his portrayal as... Moses Hightower in all six Police Academy movies. Chelsea. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. (laughs) For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.